If you've been listening to my show for a while, you know how I like to talk about a gut biome test. I call it a fancy poop test. It's a fancy name for a poop test. And it's going to tell us what the ecosystem is in your gut. And why that's important is since food's the best medicine, it's going to tell us, here are your superfoods just for you to eat. Here are the foods for you to avoid. And here's everything else. Eat this a lot. Eat this a little. Now, my team has been very busy and they got an amazing deal. For anybody that wants to do this test, you can do it at home. You don't need a doctor's orders. All you have to do is just go to Viome, V as in Victor, I-O-M as in Mary, E.com, Viome.com. And at checkout, use the secret code, Julie Ryan, and you'll get more than 50% off. Don't put any spaces in there, just Julie Ryan. It's an amazing test. It's going to give you tons of information. I've done it several times myself, and you're going to be thrilled with the information you get because it'll give you a program just for you. Give it a whirl. Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm so delighted you could join us this week. My intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all over the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. We got a whole bunch of callers on hold, so it'll be fun to see what their questions are and see what Spirit's answers are to those questions. But first, we have Claire O'Berry. O'Berry and Ryan, we sound like an Irish pub, Claire. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. Really Ryan. Hi, how are you doing? <clears throat> I'm terrific. I was on Claire's show recently, you guys, and it's called Dying Your Way. And she's such a fascinating gal. I wanted to have her on to introduce her to everybody. And and Claire, tell everybody where you're located. I am actually uh, literally Peppermint Grove Beach, which is about two and a half hours south of Perth in southwest Australia. My goodness. So what time is it there? Way far away. Way far away. Uh, It's a little bit past 8 o'clock. Yeah, it's a little bit past 8 o'clock in the morning. So if you hear me cough, just because it's... When I told her I was going to... When I told her I was going to have her on, you guys, I said, uh, you can come in your jammies because nobody will see you. So, Claire, you don't have to tell us, but I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, so wonderful. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm having some feedback. Are you on a speaker? Can you get off speaker or put do something yeah. with that? That would be great. Is that better? Way better. Thank you. Yeah. Is that better? I don't know. I don't know okay. why that is with the speaker. Something something gets screwed with bigger. But what we're doing is we're talking to you real time in the future because it's Friday morning there already. It is. 
and it's Thursday night here in Sweet Home, Alabama. So everybody, Claire is a death doula. So Claire, explain to everybody what that is and what your mission is as you're educating people around the world about the dying process and and how to facilitate that and how to help loved ones when they're in that end stage of life. Yeah, well, first of all, uh, a doula means servant in Greek, literally, and it is a role that people in the United States and really all Western countries are familiar with when you think about birth midwives or birth doulas. And so an end-of-life doula is literally doing the same non-medical role as a um, birth doula would do, but we're supporting the dying patient and their families at the end of life. And for Dying Your Way, we are um, global, and I do most of my services online, and we have other doulas, certified doulas that support that as well. And our vision is that all people are able to experience a conscious and sacred death, free from fear, pain, and anxiety. And the way that we do that, our mission is to promote, educate, and provide services that will allow for an empowered and natural death while using holistic palliative care to support the dying and their families. Pretty much of a a nutshell. (laughs) Yeah. How is that, how does that differ from how most people uh, experience the passing of a loved one? What what is it? What is different? I think you're taking people back to how it was since the beginning of time. But based on the differences between how most families what they experience now versus what you're helping to to facilitate, can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, um, death has become a medicalized event. And yes, we do want people to have all of the wonderful medical technology that's available. But at some point, we're all going to die. And the body naturally knows how to die, just like the body knows how to naturally be born. And it's It's wonderful to have a palliative approach, which is an interdisciplinary approach where you have medical, you have um, psychosocial support, you have um, spiritual support, you have all kinds of support with you. And a doula is really going to coordinate that and coordinate the transitions that happen from diagnosis to the end of life. So... The, the doula is very knowledgeable in the end-of-life process, which maybe 150 years ago, you know, families took care of their loved one who was dying. And, you know, it was fairly quick, but the family was there and the community was there to support, and they buried their, their loved one. And it was just a, a community event, and it's been removed and sanitized from us. So we most people haven't seen a person go through the dying process. And if they did, I don't think there would be as much fear as there is. Mm-hmm. 
in the approach that you take, do medications like morphine and other medications that we hear so much about at the end of life, even in the hospice setting, do you utilize those as much? And if you don't, are your patients suffering? Well, again, any kind of medication, there would be, you know, a, a case manager, an RN, a prescribing doctor, and there are end-of-life medications that do support the dying process that are typically not appropriate unless you're dying. Like mm-hmm. morphine is a great drug to uh, ease breathing. Uh, there are drugs that ease anxiety. There are drugs that ease nausea. Just it's symptom management. I mean, we want to utilize what's available. But, you know, every person's situation and disease and prognosis is going to be different. So, again, a doula is going to be very uh, aware of what that prognosis is and um, what they want, making choices about do you want to have um, an IV drip? You know, do you not want it? Do you want antibiotics? It's um really going through with them about what their choices are and how they see their end of life. You know, mm-hmm. do they want to die at home? Do they want to be in a hospital? Do they want to be uh, with loved ones? Do they want to be alone? I mean, it's really different for different people. Right. Of course, my interest is in the 12 phases of transition when angels and deceased loved ones' spirits and the spirits of deceased pets are around the person who's dying. Do you have any stories that where you've had clients or patients who did report seeing deceased loved ones or were even talking to them or reaching for them to try and hug them or hold their hand? So many times, and, you know, I don't like to talk specifically about patients for HIPAA reasons and things, but I can tell you about my dad. He was um, he was at home, and he had metastatic prostate cancer, and he was uh, very social. You know, he was, you know, at a party two weeks before he died, and he loved watching the Dallas Cowboys, and he watched Dallas Cowboy game and about halfway through, he says, okay, sweet, I'm ready to go to bed. And so I helped him get into bed. And um, he had had a difficult night that night with the death rattle and things like that. I was with hospice on the phone. They were telling me what to do. And it pretty much, the you know, he kind of went into a coma, which is normal at the end of life. And then the next morning, he was very lucid. And smiling and going, oh, sweet, do you see him? Do you see him? And he was pointing in, up in the air in the corner, and he was like, naming, oh, there's Freddie, there's Sloan. And he starts rattling off all of these dead relatives. And, uh, you know, I looked in the corner, and, I, of course, I didn't see anything. And I just laughed, and I said, no, Daddy, I don't see him, but I totally believe you do. And we just kind of had a little laugh, and he, he went back into a coma stage, and, you know, he died about 24 hours later. But I have seen that similar situation with people be, be having a, a lucidity or a, a sense of even awe in their face before, right before their passing. It's, again, it's different for different people, but it's 
more common than people would think. It, I see it a lot. Yeah, and and when I hear from people that tell me after they've read my book that they they say, oh my gosh, it was such a relief because I just thought grandma was hallucinating and I found out that grandma really wasn't hallucinating. She was actually seeing those spirits and, and that's what the research shows that most people see their, their loved ones and also their deceased pet spirits that are there at the end as well. Well, do you find that most of your patients and clients suffer at the end? Or is it, you talk about that the body knows how to die. Do, is, it a, is it a painful situation? I'm going to hold you over for the break, Claire. So hold that thought. And everybody will be right back with Claire O'Berry from Australia. And you're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. Stay with us. from Australia. Claire, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, good. I know you're getting ready to go eat your Captain Crunch for breakfast right down there. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. Fruit Loops, Cheerios. Yeah. Something like that. All right. Well, I had a- Cheerios, there you go. I had asked before the break if it's painful for people when they're dying, when they pass. And I know it's different with different people, but the reason I ask is you said earlier that the body knows how to die, like the body knows how to be born. And when the baby's coming through the birth canal and it's getting squeezed, that serves a purpose to get their lungs ready to start breathing once they get on the outside. Do you find that there's something similar to that when somebody's dying? Of course, I see the vortex, that somebody's spirit goes through, and I equate that kind of like coming down the birth canal. But do you have any thoughts on that? Well, just first about, you know, seeing deaths that aren't great. Yes, I do see deaths that aren't great. And um, uh-huh. just to be honest with you, when, when, when people are passing, there is um, uh, a family system generally around them, you know, and so there is physical pain, but there, sometimes the emotional pain is more than the physical pain, mm-hmm. and that tends to really disturb the, the natural dying process if there is someone that the family members say that doesn't want to let go of that person. The, the dying person can actually have an awareness of that, and there's a there's a the people, okay, the good deaths that I see, and I see more good deaths than bad, but the good deaths that I see, people have really planned ahead, and they have really thought through um, all of the, the details that I cover with my clients, and they are very uh, prepared. They're just prepared. And if you're prepared, you don't have that emotional um, 
connection that's going to hold you back, you know, because when people are dying, their their ego is really dissolving in a sense. It's just uh, they're naturally removing themselves from things that normally that they loved, you know, and that's okay. So when there are family members that are actually there supporting them to go at the appropriate time, it is very easeful because naturally the body is going to go through certain things that physiologically might be uncomfortable to watch or see, but generally the person is in a, um, a coma by that time, and they, are, they aren't aware of physically what they're going through. Um, for example, that was when my I used question. my father as an example. Yeah, so he had he had a death rattle. Which to hear a death rattle, if you've never heard it before, that's where the the mucus and the secretions are in the back of the throat. It sounds scary, but it's not. The person isn't conscious when that's happening, so it's. Um, it's more the the drugs and things to relieve that symptomatic thing. Honestly, it's more for the people that are listening than for the dying person themselves. Mm. If that makes sense. Sure, sure. I've read that that when somebody is getting very near the end, that the the brain is starting to shut down, and the pain centers in the brain aren't necessarily clicked in like they are when we're alive so that even if there is pain that the person most likely if they're in a coma or or you know really at the end stages that they're not feeling pain has that been your experience um well there's things that i look for in a patient if they're wincing or if they're picking at their clothes or there's a a, a thing called terminal agitation which when I see signs and symptoms of that, the person may not be able to communicate they're in pain, but I would bring that to a nurse's attention. And then generally they're given some sort of anxiety medication for that, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. works very well. And But the body is, um, all of the energy is going into the main organs, it's going into the heart into the lungs and you feel the the extremities become cooler like the life force is traveling up the body to support the main functions of the heart and the lungs and so you know the brain activity sometimes there'll be brain death before there's circulatory death Mm -hmm. so you know i as far as them feeling the pain if i saw symptoms that I thought deserve bringing to a nurse's attention, I would, because terminal agitation is something that happens for some people. Okay. Well, thanks for answering that, because I know a lot of people are really concerned about their loved ones suffering at the end and being in pain. Another question for you from a spiritual side of the equation, have you felt anything when somebody passed at the time of their passing, like a change in room temperature, a change in energy, something along those lines? Have you experienced, you or any of your colleagues with whom you work, have you experienced anything along those lines? Yeah, I I certainly have many times um, what other people are 
feeling and experiencing. I don't always know, but there seems to be a a peaceful presence that is just so awe-inspiring. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing when there's actually that passing uh, of the soul from the body to the to the vortex or through the vortex, whatever. Um, it is, uh, I have experienced uh, a side of my body of a loved one that I had that passed. And I, I knew that person was with me because the left side of my body would get cold, just the left side of my body. And I knew they were right there. Mm-hmm. And there are just a lot of different circumstances like that that are common. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, I got a couple more questions for Claire, and then I'll let her get to her breakfast in Australia. So stay with us, everybody. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show, and we'll be right back. Barry, I just love your name, from Australia, and Claire's a, she's a death doula, and she's the host of Dying Your Way, a, a podcast that I was honored to be on recently. I swear, girl, I think we could talk for probably five days and not even scratch the surface on all the things. That was a great interview, but- I loved interviewing you. It was so fascinating. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. And and by the way, that interview is on 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 all of my social media. Everybody, everything's at Ask Julie Ryan Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all all the all the social media stuff. So you'll be able to find it easily. Just go to Ask Julie Ryan on on any of my social media media channels, and you'll see our our interview from Dying Your Way. So Claire. Back to what you were saying a little earlier about the the patients whose families have basically said it's okay for them to go. It sounds like they have an easier time. So I'm assuming you're recommending that everybody say that to their loved ones when they're dying. It's okay to go. We'll be fine. You know, watch over us from heaven, whatever. What do you? How do you suggest that to the families with whom you work? And what exactly do you do you say to them? Well, I love working with clients and their families really from the time of diagnosis to to aftercare. And these aren't one-time conversations that we have with our families and our loved ones. It's generally many small conversations over a period of time. And by the time someone, ideally by the time someone is actually in a terminal condition, you know, everybody said their goodbyes. Everybody has finished having some kind of a closure and and peace about what is about to happen. And, of course, that isn't the case when someone dies suddenly, but 79% of us are going to die of a progressive chronic illness. And so if people have these conversations early and often, then when people are actually with the person as they're dying, their focus is just on that person, you know, and really just giving them love and support and 
loving and supporting the family and holding the space so there's a container for someone to die peacefully. Again, I go back to the birth analogy because we've gotten to a place where, you know, they don't pull babies out with forceps anymore. They have a birthing room and the father's there and the lights are low and the music is playing. And it's just a a wonderful ambiance for a baby to come into the world. And we really want to create that same ambiance in um, the room where a loved one is passing. We, as doulas, we call it holding space. But, you know, people, the families can do that for each other. And it makes such a difference, such a difference. So what do you suggest the family says to the person who's dying to give them the peace and assurance that it's it's okay if they go? That they love them, just that they love them, they thank them, they, you know, are are going to, they are going to be okay, you know, mm-hmm. giving them assurance that they will be fine. And um it's just as simple as like it's okay. Follow the light. Go into the light. We will be fine, and we love you. Thank you. Well, you and know, I think sometimes for, there's an ice. No, for I those, sometimes there's and I, I forgive you. That needs to be in there, but hopefully, yeah. already sorted that out. Just, yeah. Right. What I was going to say is I think that even for family members who have a loved one who dies very suddenly, that they can say that to the person even after they're gone and their spirit's going to hear them. You know, I'm going to be fine. It's okay. I forgive you if need be, or please forgive me if need be. And and that person, that loved one who's passed, even if you weren't with them, you can say that to them, and they're going to hear you when you're talking with them, because spirits hear us. I totally believe that. Yeah, great. Okay. And sometimes I have to say that to, to clients and families, you may not believe, but you can believe that I believe. <laughs> you know, just hang on to that. But, right. Um, I, I love I love working with dying families because there's no politics. There's no, uh, you know, all of that stuff that we think is really important right now is so not important at that time. And you see that what really matters in life are these loving relationships and connections and love for, for ourselves even that we have. There's nothing but love. That's all there is. Just love. Well, Spirits are pure love. I agree with you. And we're all spirits attached to a body having a human experience. So, Claire, how can everybody find more about you? What's the best way to reach you? And you said that you work with people from all over the world. So how can people get in touch with you to learn more? Uh, Go to my website, which is www.dyingyourway.com, dyingyourway.com. People could email me at info at dyingyourway.com. And there's a free ebook that if you go to the website, you can, you know, it's, it's fairly detailed, but it gives a lot of the broad brush strokes of our program. And, you know, I walked into this not knowing when 2005, I didn't know anything about elder care. I mean, I knew nothing. 
And I ended up with a Ph.D. in death and dying after six years. And I'm telling you, people don't have to walk into a situation without some knowledge and preparation. And it just makes all the difference in the world. And we're here to support that. Right. Terrific. Okay, everybody, Claire O'Berry from Australia, thank you so much for joining us. And everybody, we'll put the Dying Your Way. Dying Your Way will be in the show notes as well. Claire, what were you saying? I said, I love you, Julie Ryan. I love you back, girl. All right. Go enjoy your day. Happy Friday to you. Enjoy your breakfast. Thank you for getting up early to talk with us. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. You bet. Bye. She's such an extraordinary person that I just wanted to introduce her to you guys because she has such a wonderful perspective, as do most people that work in hospice and and the doulas as well. But I I just found her to be extraordinary and I wanted to share her with you. So I, I hope you enjoyed our little chat. And uh, I hope you reach out to her if you think she can help you and your family. All right, let's go to the phones. Our first caller is Ann. Hi, Ann. Hey, Julie. How are you? I'm terrific. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm excited about getting to talk to you. Well, thanks. Me too. Where, please tell everybody where you're located. Well, I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, where you're from. Yeah, but, sweet but home, baby. <laughs> Except you really right. sound like it. I can <laughs> if I need to. But <laughs> Well, I always said I never had a Southern accent. My daughter was going, Mother, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, welcome. Do you have a question for me? I do. My daughter passed in 2020 from brain cancer, and I'm just hoping that I can get a message from her tonight. Sure. What's her name, Ann? Her name is Catherine. Catherine. Okay. Do you have a question for her? I just want to know how she is, how she's doing. Is she happy? I know she's healthy, but is she happy and What's going on with her? (laughs) Okay. I don't edit anything I get, Anne. It's just what comes in. And when you asked what she's doing, she says she's eating all the watermelon she wants. Did she like watermelon when she was alive? What's up with the watermelon? (laughs) Yes, she did. She did like watermelon. Yes, she did. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Oh, goodness. All right. So, you know, you know, you can talk with her anytime, Ann, because our heads are big satellite dishes and they receive and transmit frequencies. Every spirit has a frequency they keep throughout all of their lifetimes. And in order to talk with them, all you have to do is just say something, either in your head or aloud, and she's going to answer you instantly. It's going to come in like it's a thought in your head. If she, if that thought comes in within a second, as fast as you can snap your fingers, or sometimes even before it's a second, sometimes they'll answer us before the question's even out, like she did on the watermelon answer, then that's going to be her talking with you. Yeah. Do you have any other questions for her? Well, just, you know, is she around? I mean, I know she's got to be around me, but, 
you know, I just would like to feel her more. I wish I could see her in dreams, but I don't get that. But I would love to see her in dreams. And I had dreams of her when she was a little girl, and we were doing dance competitions, but not so much as she was a young adult. So just ask her before you go to sleep and do it Do it a lot. Do it most nights. Sometimes it takes a few nights to for them to come in and just say, hey, you want to meet me someplace? And you tell her where you want to meet and then ask her to meet you. And before long, she will. And you know, when she comes to you in a dream, when it feels really vivid and all the colors are kind of in high def and the feelings are really super intense and all of that, that's a visit. It's not a dream. That's a visit. Okay. So give give that a try and then call back in and let us know what, about your dreams, what you guys come up with as far as an adventure. Okay. All righty. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. I appreciate it. All righty, everybody. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to get Barbara on the phone and see what her question is. Stay with us. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. everybody. Our next caller is Barbara. Hi, Barbara. Hi. How are you, girl? Uh, I am uh, calling about my health. Okay. Where are you located? I am in Arlington, Washington. Arlington, Washington. Washington State? Yeah. Oh, wow. I thought you were going to say Arlington, Virginia. I didn't know there was an Arlington, Washington. <laughs> you just there you're just, is. It's north of you, Seattle. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, welcome. What's going on with your health? How may I help you? Well, I just had some chronic health issues, and it's been going on for three years now. And I just uh, feel like I need some advice or some help to know what I can do to best heal and get through this. Okay. Did you have a question in particular? No, just, um, just you know, what can I do to, I guess, get through and pass this, these chronic stages I've had of bad health? Okay. That's a really generalized question. So let's, it's, please consider making an appointment with me and we'll have an hour to dial down on all of them. But if, is there one symptom in particular you'd like me to address just for a time constraint standpoint? Well, yeah, yeah. I have a, um, I had a, a, a growth that was on my bronchial tube, my right bronchial mm-hmm. tube, and I had it removed um, in 2020. But I still have chronic uh, coughs and coughing up blood and that kind of thing. And I just I just kind of want to figure out what I need to do to get past it, or if I can. Okay. All right. So what I'm going to do, Barbara, is I'm going to get you on my radar. And what that means is I raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit, because we're all spirits attached to a body having a human experience. And when we're attached to a body, we vibrate more slowly simply because the body has mass. So I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to watch a laser beam come from my body here in Birmingham. It's going to hook into you up in Washington. And then I'll have a hologram of you in my mind's eye. So that's what I'm doing right now. So here comes my laser beam. All right, got you. Shooting energy from your feet up through the top of your head. So your right lung in particular looks raw to me. It looks like it's 
Um, you know when you skin your knee and it's not bleeding, but it's kind of oozing? That's what the tissue inside mm-hmm. looks like. So what I'm doing is is I, it's spirit working through me and with me, applying a, a cream. Imagine Nivea cream in those blue jars, you know, that thick white face cream. I'm applying that. It has yeah. anti, anti-inflammatory properties and rocket booster fuel in it to help heal tender tissues. So I'm applying that inside to calm that down. The right lung looks way worse than the left lung, which is interesting. The left lung's got some of that going on, so I'm I'm doing the same thing on that side as well. What are your doctors saying? There's something that's irritating it. Are you living in a moldy home? Are you being exposed to some kind of environmental toxins or were you exposed to environmental toxins that you're breathing? Not that I'm aware of, no. Uh, okay. All right. That's what I'm getting. There's some kind of environmental toxin that you're you're breathing. I'm not necessarily seeing mold. But I'm seeing when I see tissues that are that irritated, there's definitely something going on. Do you have pest control that come and sprays for bugs or varmints or anything in your yard or in your home? No, no, none of that. Okay. All right. Is there fertilizer that's put on your yard? No. Do you live in a... do you live in a in a housing development or out in the woods or what? Tell me about your neighborhood. I live in the woods. Yeah, I live on okay. a five acre woods in a, okay. in a development. That's um, all the lots here are five acres. Okay, there's something in the environment that's that's causing the irritation because it's something that you're breathing. You may want to go to a functional medicine doctor who can test you. For that, again, I'm not really seeing mold, but there's all kinds of other stuff in the woods that, um, especially up there, because it can be moist with the climate. There's something that you're breathing that's environmental that's causing your lungs to stay irritated. Just looks like Mm. looks like irritated tissue to me, and it's it's Mm. like it's it's oozing. So what do you what are your doctors saying? Mm. Well, they've called it bronchiectasis is what it's called, and it's a uh, it's because I had this growth, and nobody I went to seven doctors, nobody could find out what it was. So finally, the seventh doctor <laughs> said that um, I should get a CAT scan, and the CAT scan showed there was a growth. And so I had it removed. It was not cancerous, um, but they said after it's out, it, you could still have coughing. And I think what happened is since it took me, almost a year to figure out what was happening, um, that chronic cough I had ruined the lining of my bronchial tube. Mm-hmm. And so uh, now it's yeah. just my body's trying to form fluid to, to sort of replace what what got ruined, what, what got uh, uh, sort of burnt out during that time. It's trying to heal that extra fluid. It's kind of like when you get a cold, you know, you we we have mucus that forms and it's trying to rinse out, you know, our sinuses and our nose and and that kind of thing. And and that makes total sense to me that it would make sense to me too, Barbara, that the right side is more irritated than the left because you had the surgery in there, but both of them are irritated. And they again just look like 
tissue. If if when you were a kid, if you scanned your if you skinned your knee, and uh, and it was just kind of oozing as it was healing, that's what this reminds me of inside your lungs. So, I do you have an air purifier in your home? Uh, I have a humidifier that I use in my home, but not a purifier. A humidifier. You need a humidifier in that climate up there? You mean a dehumidifier? No, I have a humidifier for uh, snoring because uh, I started to snore, and I read that it's sometimes helpful to have a humidifier to stop you from snoring. And when I I have it on at night, uh, I don't snore. Interesting. Have you ever looked into mouth taping at night? Do you know what that is? No. There's this no. there's this tape that that is non-irritating and um you can put it on your mouth at night and tape your lips together and it increases your sleep efficiency tremendously. I use it. There's one that I use called Somnifix. I started using it about 6 months ago. A friend of mine told me about it. Oh my gosh. I've been a mouth breather my whole life at night, and I do this, and it sounds ridiculous, but look up Somnifix and give it a try, and I bet you'll like it. So consider scheduling an appointment with me, and then we'll have a whole hour to do a deep dive on this. But it's some environmental thing that's irritating your lungs is what I'm getting. So thanks for calling. Hope you feel better. Alrighty, everybody, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get Robert on. We'll see what his question is and see what Spirit has to say as far as an answer. So stay with us. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show, and we'll be right back. Most of us have busy lives, and we know that we're not getting the nutrients and the vitamins and the minerals that we need So I'm always looking for easy ways to ingest them. I found one. It's called Beam Minerals. And what I find is that most of us don't get enough potassium, magnesium, and calcium. Those are the big three. And so what Beam Minerals does is it's put all these minerals in a liquid form that's easy to drink because it tastes like water. It's got all these important minerals and a whole bunch of other ones. And I find that they're really helpful. They save me time. They're easy to take. And I suggest that you give them a try. Go to Beam Minerals, B as in boy, E-A-M, minerals, plural, dot com, and use the code Julie Ryan, all together, no space, at checkout, and you'll get 20% off your order. That's Beam Minerals, B-E-A-M, minerals.com and use Julie Ryan at checkout and you'll get a 20% discount. Give it a try and let me know what you think. Welcome back, everybody. We do this show every Thursday night at 8 Eastern, 7 Central and 5 Pacific. The call-in number is 667-770-1476, and the access code is 483620. Now, we have this information a whole bunch of different places. It's on my website, AskJulieRyan.com, and it's in the show notes anywhere you download podcasts. We're on all the major podcasting platforms. We're also on YouTube and Alexa. So please remember to subscribe, share 
my show with your friends and family, especially if you hear something that we address that deals with something that one of your loved one is going through, and maybe it'll get them some answers that they need that will help them in for whatever it is that they're dealing with. And uh, so please also remember to subscribe and leave a review at ratethispodcast.com forward slash Julie, ratethispodcast.com forward slash Julie, or, or on wherever you download your podcast, or you can leave uh, a, a review at YouTube. We see those as well. Now, here's why you want to do it, because this is the last show in June of 2022, and next week will be the first show of July. And the first show of every month on the first Thursday of the month, I give away a free session with me valued at $200. And we can talk about whatever you want. I am a buffet of psychicness, as you know, so we can scan you energetically, scan your pet, talk to deceased loved ones, whatever you want to do, past lives, spirit guides, angels, advice whatever. And it makes it a lot of fun. And I cram as much as we can get into an hour. We go through a lot of stuff when uh, I have you for a whole hour. Plus, it's really fun. So consider leaving a review. You may be the winner. Of course, you can always schedule an appointment with me if you want to do that too. Call-in details can also be found on the day of the show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. Everything's at Ask Julie Ryan. We'll always post a reminder to call in the day of the show. And be sure to sign up for my weekly newsletter. It's a question somebody submitted online along with my answer. It's a lot of fun to choose those each week because I get a lot of questions. So submit submit your question and you may get chosen to be read on the air with my answer. Schedule an appointment with me. We talked about that. The key with scheduling an appointment is I'm booked out a couple of months. Get on my calendar. That's the most important thing. And then on your confirmation email will be a little button that says reschedule. Click on that periodically because that will show you earlier dates and times that have opened up. And I promise you multiple people reschedule each week and you can get in earlier. There's a good chance that you'll get in earlier if you're checking that. So just click the reschedule button. My new training Angels and Enlightenment training is up. We've had several people take it already. It's self-paced. It's online. It's $300. My big training is $2,500, but that's live, and that's only with 12 people. I teach that quarterly live on Zoom. But the Angels and Enlightenment training is self-paced. It's five 30-minute videos with a lot of of other information. But the key to both of them is they both have multiple practice sessions each week. On the new training, we've got 10 practice sessions a week, you guys. And I have facilitators in each practice session. They're all graduates of my big training, my angelic attendant training. They're all fabulous. You're going to love them. And the key with this is you can hear about how to do woo-woo, you can read about it, but until you do it and you practice it, 
that's when it really happens. And if you've got somebody with you in a practice session and other people that are practicing, you're going to get validation for the information that you're receiving. And then you're going to trust it. And when you trust it, the more you trust it, the more you're going to feel comfortable, the more you feel comfortable, it's just going to be second nature. And it ramps up, you know, success leaves clues. I learned that with the big angelic attendant training, these practice sessions that we have multiple times a week, everybody's skills were really ramped up. So I did the same thing for the self-paced, much less expensive training. And it's an amazing community. Also comes with a private Facebook group too, which is really fun. So all those things, consider doing the angels and enlightenment training. And you can find that on my website, AskJulieRyan.com. Alrighty, here's the question this week. This comes from Shweta, and Shweta lives in Kolkata, India. And she says, Dear Julie, I have a beautiful seven-year-old daughter and a deep inner calling to devote my life as a healer. But due to recurring financial blockages, I'm stuck and not able to see and feel clearly. I've tried all those physical earthly means to have a good career, but nothing seems to be working. Kindly help me clean my energy so that I can move into a more connected and abundant way with my daughter and myself and fulfill my inner calling. Regards, Shweta. So here's my response. Hi, Shweta. Thanks for wanting to have a career as a healer. You'll undoubtedly help many people. When asking spirit for guidance to help you realize your calling, I got, that means in my head, spirit put the ideas in my head. Remember, those thoughts come in instantly. So I got the following situations, following suggestions. Number one, use social media to establish a following. Number two, do healings on family and friends and ask them to recommend you. Number three, get involved with a local group of healers, perhaps through a spiritual bookstore. Number four, join and participate in online spiritual training and groups on Facebook, other places, other online social media. There are groups that you can participate in. Take my training and participate in the group that we're doing with that. And then volunteer healings at philanthropic organizations. And that can be done even remotely. All of these suggestions are free and will help you hone your skills and keep your vibration high, which will allow you to continue to receive guidance from spirit. Remember, our thoughts create our reality, and all thoughts are neutral until we give them meaning. So never give up. Best wishes for your success. So Shweta from Kolkata, India, that's a long way away. My laser beam would take a minute to hook into her. It did down in India. And uh, it's everybody has these abilities. We all come in with them. It's just a matter of developing and enhancing them. We can all throw a ball. It doesn't mean we're going to be a quarterback in the NFL without a lot of practice. We need to practice. So practice is the key. So I hope that gives you some information. That's useful. And it's all free. I thought that was a riot that Spirit provided all the free things that she could do. But she said she was having financial issues. So that made sense to me. Okay, here we go. Let's go to Robert. Hi, Robert. Hi, how are you doing? I'm terrific. How are you, sir? 
I'm just fine. I'm, I live about 30 miles south of Seattle in Tacoma, Washington. Oh, two Washingtoners here. Washingtoners. What do you call you guys? What do you call yourselves? Robert. Bob. No, I mean, like, are you Washingtoners or washing people that live in Washington? Washingtoners. Yeah, that's right. Washingtoners. I must be psychic or something. I knew that. How about that? Well, you got a question for me? Yes, I'm calling from my daughter-in-law. She has a dachshund, 15-year-old, and uh, she's blind. I think it's because of cataract, and she can't use her back legs because of a spinal injury, and they had an operation, but it didn't help. But anyway, oh. we want I, I think we want to know if she's in pain or if she's ready to go, because okay. I know the dog have, I know the dogs have a heaven, and then they go there. But well, he, rather, it's a he. Yeah. And uh, we want to know if he wants to tell us anything or that's, okay. that's it. Uh, I don't. What's his name, Robert? Uh, Dinky. They call him Dinky. Dinky. All right. So I'm going to connect from you to your daughter to Dinky. All right. Dinky legs, right? And <laughs> toxins. They got short little legs. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So got you. Got your daughter. All right. Got Dinky. Dinky, are you in pain? He says, a lot of pain at times. Not all the time. He said, I have pain most of the time, but I have a lot of pain at times. Uh, he says that he he whimpers when he's in a lot of pain. So your daughter will, she'll know when he's in, in a lot of pain. Okay. Does she give him pain meds now, Robert? Yes, she does. Yeah. Okay, she does. he's saying he's saying that that helps a lot. The pain meds help a lot, but he's saying when they wear off, it can get intense. Are you ready to go? Do you want to be euthanized? He says yes. He wants to be euthanized eventually. He's not ready to go right now. Is there anything that your okay. family can do for you to help you? He's saying add more padding. Does he have a bed that he sleeps in? Padding. He wants to. Oh, yes. Yes, he does. Yeah. He He'd wants like more some padding more, in there. Okay. More padding <laughs> in the bed. He'd like it cushier. And um, and he, of course, oh, they okay. always say they always say they want more treats. So he's saying that he'd like more <laughs> treats. <laughs> they all say that. More treats. Uh, okay. All right. All right. That D sounds great. Dinky, is there anything else um, that you want Robert to know? That he loves his family and he'll always be around them. But he's going to be around for a while. I don't think he's going to check out soon. So I hope that helps. Thanks for calling, Robert. Thank you. I'll be right back, everybody. We're going to take a quick break. And you're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. So stay with us. Colors Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Julie. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Where are you located? 
<clears throat> I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. Well, terrific. You got a question for me? Yeah, I wanted to see if you could get a reading um, to find out what's going on in my, my abdomen. I have above my belly button, it protrudes out. Mm-hmm. And I have had an MRI and doctors look at me and they are just puzzled. They don't know what's going on. So I'm, I'm don't know if it's directly direct, sorry, related to my abdomen because I also have uh, silicone breast implants. So I'm wondering if it's actually my implants causing all these other problems with my abdomen. Huh. Like if it's a lymph node or something there, I don't know that there are lymph nodes there. It's above your belly button, just a little bit below your abdomen. Okay. Did you ever have surgery, any kind of abdominal surgery or scoping, Carrie? Yes. Um, I have had a tummy tuck in 2018. Okay. All right. It's a little bit of a hernia is what I'm seeing. I connected to you. And I bet if you push it in, it go, it'll go in and then it comes back out. Can you move it? Um, it's kind of my whole abdomen. It seems to, it protrudes out when I'm standing. Um, if I lay flat on my back, it goes, it sinks in and goes flat. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's left over from your surgery is what's going on with it. It's like a little pouch. It's not really your intestines that are coming out. It's just like a little pouch that's left over from your surgery. So what I'm watching happen as a healing is I'm underneath it and I'm stitching it down. Like if there's a, imagine if you had a water balloon that wasn't filled all the way and you took your forefinger and your thumb and you squeezed it, you know, a little bubble would pop up on the top. So if we took that bubble and then we we stitched it down so it didn't come up, that's what I'm watching happen with that. Are you having other medical issues, do you think, from your implants? Have you how long have you had your implants? Yeah. Um, I had these the ones I have now are from two thousand nineteen, but I've had them I'm forty five, so I had my first ones when I was twenty. But I have all kinds of like body aches and pains and just things going off my body that I'm wondering if it's just all related to the toxins in my implants and that could be my issue. I'm just wondering if I need to have them removed. I'm getting a yes on that. And have you gone on the Facebook group, the breast implant illness? It's a free group that, um, in that that group. Yeah. You are in in the group. Yeah, yeah. Just be sure that you find a surgeon that will take out the capsule too, not just the implant and replace them. And and what I what I hear from clients that have had that surgery done is they really did a lot of research and they looked for doctors that only did explants. That's what they call when they take them out. They only did the explants. They weren't doing the implants. So you may want to look into that and see what's going on. But I have a lot of clients that have had their breast implants removed and they got a lot better physically, medically once they were removed. So um, I, I am getting it. It's in your best interest to look into that. Okay. And is there anything I can do with this, with my abdomen that will, because I'm actually on pain management because of the pain is so horrible, but the MRI doesn't show that I have mm-hmm. a hernia. Mm-hmm. It's not a, it's, yeah, it's, 
it's not a regular hernia. It's just left over from the surgery. <coughs> Excuse me. What can she do for pain? Short of them going in and fixing it surgically, if you talk to somebody who's, if you decide to talk to a plastic surgeon that's going to do an explant on your your uh, breast implants, you may want to talk to them about that too and see if there's something that can be done when you're having that, you know, just kind of get get three birds all all at the same time while you're, if you decide to go down that road. That's what I'm getting. That sh that that's why what I watched was I watched it get stitched back inside your body to close up that little pouch that's causing that to protrude. So that's what I'm getting along those lines. Does that help? Okay, that helps. Okay, all right. Thank you. Hope you feel better. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you. Uh-huh. You bet. All right. Let's go to Pat next. Hi, Pat. Hello. How you doing? Hear me? Yes, ma'am. Good. I'm calling from Iowa. Okay. Terrific. You got a question for me? Yeah. Um, medical, naturally. Um, okay. I have pain on my left foot. Um I think it's probably plantar fasciitis. I, I continue to get bouts of this every once in a while. And, mm -hmm. and I'm wondering if you can take a look at that. And hopefully you can tell me how, how I'm getting it, why I'm getting it, so I can stop getting this. It gets to be really painful and annoying. Mm -hmm. It is. I think you've diagnosed it correctly. And uh, you get it from wearing cute shoes. Especially in the summertime. Are you wearing sandals? I don't wear. I don't. <laughs> well, a little bit, but most of the time I try to, you know, because I've had it a few times now, I try to keep yeah. some good shoes on. Um, I try to keep a strap around my ankle or my, not my ankle, uh, arch Your foot. to yeah. kind of keep it up. Yeah. Yep. It's from wearing oh. shoes. I'm getting sandals. The best way that I have found, and I've had it, and that hurts like a son of a gun, I know, I my heart goes out to you, is do downward dog, like the yoga pose. And and in that pose, when your butt's up in the air and you're, you're on your, your hands and your feet are down, they call it walking the dog. Put your heels down one at a time and do that, and it stretches out all of those ligaments and everything and it really helps prevent the plantar fasciitis when you feel it coming on do that pat if you can't get down on all fours like that do it on the bottom step hold on to the wall and put your heels down so it stretches and hopefully that'll help we're going to take another quick break when we come back let's see who's next diana's next so we'll see what she has to say stay with us everybody We'll be right back. Welcome back. We've got Diana on the line. Hi, Diana. Hi, how are you? I'm terrific. How are you doing? How are you? Terrific, thanks. How are you? Oh, I'm here. Good. Where are you located? Indiana. Okay. Got a question for me? It's about my deceased husband. 
Okay. How is he? Does he have a message for me? What's Can his name, Diana? Already deceased. What's his name, Willie. Diana? Willie. Okay. All right. Willie. Got it. Did you have a question for him? Just how is he? Is he okay? Does he have a message for me? He's saying, yeah, he's great. He's in heaven. Someone that's deceased? <laughs> so is he seeing somebody that's deceased? Is that what you asked? I said, can you scan people that's already deceased? Well, there's no reason to scan them because they don't have a body. So um, it's just I can communicate with them, with their spirit, but they don't have a body. So there's no need to scan them. So, Willie, do you have a message have a for Diana? For He's with you all the time. He's saying to, do you eat a lot of salt? He's talking about you laying off the salt. Do you eat a lot of salt or do you eat a lot of salty foods? Uh, are, you, are you eating a lot of processed foods with no. salt in it? All right. He's saying to reduce your salt intake. That's random. This is like a food thing tonight with spirits, watermelon and salt. Uh, yeah, he's talking about salt. Do you eat stuff that's that's prepared already? Are you eating stuff that's refined? He's saying your diet is, you can improve your diet and it'll make you feel better. So that's that's his message for you. He wants you to back up the guess. salt and he wants you to um, eat healthier and then that will make you feel better. Him. I don't feel bad. I don't feel okay. bad. I miss him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's saying you'll feel better if you eat better. So I hope that helps. All righty, let's go to Rebecca next. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Jim. How are you? I'm terrific. Where are you terrific. located? Where are you? Well, I'm in Canton, Georgia. I'm in Canton, Georgia, outside of Atlanta. Okay, terrific. You're not too far from me. That's right. We're in the hot south right now. <laughs> well, I tell people it's summertime in the deep south. It's supposed to be hot. That's why God made air conditioning. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you have a question for me? Yeah, I have a question. It's about myself, my lungs. I have a lung condition. I've had it for several years. Take different medications and do different kinds of treatment. Very diligent about mm -hmm. that. But I've started a new medication, and I want you to see if you can tell me if you think it's going to help or not. Okay, what's it called, Rebecca? The medication? Mm-hmm. Uh, the medication is Coletico. It's a CF uh, modulator drug. Is it in Rebecca's interest, one best interest? Yeah, so I'm asking, Spirit, is it in Rebecca's best interest to take Coletico for her lungs? I get a yes. I get a yes on that. Good. Yeah. Now, do you know about the number needed to treat? Have you ever heard me talk about that, Rebecca? Excuse me, I can't hear you. You're gone. The number needed to treat. Have you ever heard of that? 
Yeah. The number needed to treat, well, I'll go ahead and, and tell you anyways, because you can hear it on the on the recording. Okay. The number needed I can hear the, it now. Okay. The number needed to treat is the number of people that need to take a medicine in order for it to help one person. And the higher the number, the less effective the medication. So to find out what the number needed to treat is, just do an internet search of the name of your medicine and put NNT afterwards for number needed to treat. And then if the number's over like 20, then you want to talk to your doctor about maybe substituting something else for that because it means it's not very effective. And that can give you a lot of information, and, and it'll tell you what the side effects are and all of that. So number needed to treat in the name of your medicine, but I get that this new medicine is is going to benefit you. So I hope it makes you feel better. Thanks for calling. Oh, oh, good. She's back. Okay. There we go. I think she was having a little... A little opportunity there, as my husband would say, an opportunity, no problems, just opportunities. She was having an opportunity with her phone. Let's go to Lynn next. Hi, Lynn. Hi, Julie. How are you doing this evening? <laughs> I'm, uh, well, I could be better. Okay. Um, I'm actually calling from, I'm calling from, New Britain, Pennsylvania. Okay. How are things up there? Um, things are, um, today was actually not, um, you know, excessively cold or anything like that. It was rainy, mm. um, unfortunately, <laughs> and I had to go mm. to the supermarket in the rain. But other than that, I'm hoping for a, a nicer day tomorrow. Terrific. Well, do you have a question for me? Yeah. I absolutely do. It's um, it's kind of like two. <laughs> um, I have two insurmountable um, medical issues. Okay. So I would like a, a body scan. Okay. Um, let's pick, let's the first pick the one. one let's is, pick the um, one that's the most pressing, just because I limit it to one question so I can get as many people on as I can. So what's your most pressing question? The most pressing one is... Um, it's calf muscle, uh, intra, so it's intramuscular edema of the calves, feet, forearms, and hands. Oh wow! And I've been told yes, I've been told that it is. Um, I was misdiagnosed with uh, undifferentiated connective tissue disorder at Hopkins, and then. Later was told by a rheumatologist at Penn that they were incorrect and that I actually cannot be diagnosed. I've had MRI, so they know that there's this edema there. And the um, the first um, MRI was in 2016 locally, and the second one was done at Penn in 2019. And the rheumatologist had told me we weren't going to still see that edema there anymore, but um, I knew from the way I feel that he was wrong, and of course he was wrong, I was right, it's still the same amount, it's not better or worse, it's the same amount, and I'm not um, attacking my muscle tissue, mm -hmm. but um, it does cause weird feelings in my uh, calves and feet, my forearms and hands that is causing severe sleep deprivation. 
And I've had this for going on 10 years. Oh, honey, I am so sorry. Wow. Yeah, it'll be 10 years. It'll be 10 years in November. And um, so I, you can imagine being told something is not diagnosable after you spend mm-hmm. nearly 10 years trying to figure mm-hmm. out what's wrong with you. Yeah. And you just, yeah. you know, it's like the train, you're in this, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So exactly. I got you on my radar while you've been talking just for time's sake. What I've been doing is I've been forcing the water out of your feet, the the swelling out of your feet. I, I Everything's healable. Lynn, consider doing a a full hour with me. Consider getting on my calendar. Let's do a, you know, let's do a deep dive on you and see really what's going on. But what I'm getting up front is that this has to do with your immune system and your immune system's out of whack because your gut's out of whack. And I know that sounds really crazy that it could all be coming from your gut, but that's what I'm getting is that it's a gut thing. So there's a test that you can do called a a biome test, which is a fancy word for a poop test, gut biome test. So if you email me, Lynn. That's the first talk about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, I do do have lymphocytic colitis, which is curable. It's all gut. Everything's curable. Everything is curable. I see it every day. I see amazing healings. So email me, julietasjulieryan.com. I'll send you the link to the gut biome test. Do that. That's going to tell you about the ecosystem in your gut. It's going to tell you based on that what your superfoods are, what the foods are for you to avoid, what everything else is. Eat this a lot. Eat this a little. So let's do the Lynn diet, the immune system is centered in the gut. We get your gut healthy. A lot of this stuff's going to go away. So julietaskjulieryan.com. Anybody that's listening, if you're interested in that link, email me and we'll send it to you. And um, Lynn, consider scheduling an hour with me and let's see if we can figure out what's going on. But w- tell me what you like to eat. Are you? Tell me about what your diet is now. Well, because of the lymphocytic colitis, I'm very, very limited. I can only have fish, chicken, uh, some fruits, some vegetables, um, a Garden of Life plant protein um, drink. I have that in the morning. I can have pears. I can't have any any. I can't have any grains because I can't tolerate the fiber from the grains. Okay. I can't have any fats or dairy okay. or yeast. Okay. All right. Well, the gut biome test is going to help a lot. So let's see what of those foods that you're eating, some of them you may be getting a reaction to. So email me. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get somebody else on. So stay with us. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. Miss Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Are you with us? Got to unmute. All right. Well, let's go to Clay then. Hi, Clay. Hi, Julie. How you doing? Good. How are you? Terrific. Thanks. Where are you located? Greenville, South Carolina. 
Greenville. All right. Got a question for me? Yes, ma'am, I do. Um, my girlfriend has been experiencing quite a plethora of health issues recently, but the uh, the worst one that we've had is um, she they they think that there's like what's indicative of fibroids on a CT scan. Um, mm -hmm. The biggest being on the back side of her uterus, about the size of a plum, mm -hmm. but they don't mm -hmm. sure and they didn't really know of any treatment, and it's just kind of follow up with another doctor. So she's thinking it's like more PCOS, but can you just take a quick look at that and get a read on like if we're even on the right path here? Because the things aren't the doctors, what they're saying is just not adding up. Hmm. Is she bleeding a lot, Clay? Is she hemorrhaging? Um, when she's on her period, yes. Okay. All right. All right. What's her name, Clay? Anna. Anna. All right. I'm going to connect to you and from you to Anna, and then I'm going to ask her permission if I can scan her. So here we go. Here comes my um, laser it, beam. It, it's Anna with an Say that again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, it's Hannah with an H. I just want to make oh, sure we Hannah. get the right person. <laughs> oh, Hannah. Okay, I thought you said Anna. Am I on speaker by any chance? If I am, please get me off and hold the phone up to your your ear and your yes, mouth. Yes, and I just took it off. Thank you. Thank you. I get feedback with that, and that's, that's just kind of not very fun to listen to. All right, so got you. Got Hannah. All right, Hannah, I'm talking to Clay. Is it okay if I scan you energetically? She says, sure. Okay, good. So I'm connected to her, shooting energy. I agree on the fibroids, and I, I agree on the PCOS as well. So the fibroids, she's got some that are pedunculated. She's got more than, more than one. She's got a few in there, Clay. Some of them are little. Some are bigger. She's got some that are pedunculated, which are on a stem. It looks like a mushroom stem you know how you have the head of the mushroom the top the lid and mm -hmm. then the stem underneath so what I'm doing is I'm removing the fibroids out of her uterus got that going on and then what I'm doing is watching a, a DNA healing when we have fibroids when women have fibroids it's too much Fibrin, which is a protein that makes blood clot, and it can cause scar tissue and fibroids. And so what I'm watching is I'm watching a strand of DNA that's come out, and it's getting resequenced so that it'll be a, a normal recipe for the fibrin. And we need it. We just don't need an excess amount of it. And then what I'm watching, I'm back in her uterus, fibrin looks to me like strands of a spider web. And so I'm watching these strands come out of her uterine wall, and they're wrapping together. They they form a shape that reminds me of kind of a rectangular holder for string on a kite. You know, when you let the kite fly and you release some of the string to let it go airborne. That's mm -hmm. what I'm watching. So it's taking the fibrin strands out of her uterine lining. So I'm going to let it do its thing, and then we'll remove that. And then on the PCOS, the best way for her to treat that is no sugar, nothing refined. 
too much sugar, too much refined stuff can cause PCOS. It really aggravates the daylights out of it. And her body can heal from it. But email me, julie-julieryan.com, get that gut biome test done, and that will help her a lot with that. But does she eat a lot of sugar or eat things that are refined or processed, you know, Clay? Yes, she yes. does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that's any any type of um, sugar or anything that's refined is going to cause inflammation, and PCOS is one of those things that can cause lots of inflammation, uh, or the sugar causes the inflammation, which causes the PCOS. So we've got that going too. So okay, the doctors but just want looks to... like cancer. Is there anything? No, nah. I'm not seeing it, and I'm getting okay. a no on it. Yeah, not not seeing it at all. How old okay. is she? How, how young is she? Let me ask that. How young is she? We are both 28. Okay, so she's young. Yeah, yeah. So you got to get her up the sugar. The thing that really helped me the most, Clay, is there's this highly refined coconut oil called Brain Octane Oil by a company called Bulletproof. And that will help her brain feel like it's satiated and it's clear. It doesn't have any flavor to it. I use it on my salad. I use it at lunch and I use it at dinner. And it's been the number one thing to help me stay off sugar for three years. I've been sugar sober for three years. So brain octane oil, you can get it on Amazon. You can get it at Whole Foods, at Sprouts. At, I've even seen it in CVS. And it it's amazing. And it, okay. what it does, the brain works either on on glucose from the sugar and the refined stuff, or it works on ketones. This helps create ketones. Okay, so that's okay. a lot I just oh, threw at you. Maybe. She can heal. She can heal from all of this. She'll no, heal that's from okay all of it. Because we we listen to the show, so <laughs> I yeah. can write, write it all down and go through it again and order everything. But thank you so much. I greatly appreciate you're, it. You're most welcome. Tell her I hope she feels better. I certainly will. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, everybody, that's it for this week. For those of you I didn't get to, please call in next week. Let me know. I'll get you on first. And to all of the rest of you, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And uh, share the show with your friends and family. Subscribe so that when a new show is released, usually on Friday mornings, then you'll, you'll have it downloaded into your phone. Sending you lots of love from Sweet Home Alabama. Mwah. Bye, everybody. See you next week. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.